0: You're listening to Magic From Wherever I'm At, with your host, the magician, time traveler, and charmer, D'Artagnan. Come to the children. children. It's time to leave all our fears and frustrations behind. Oh, I love you, I love you, I love you all. Hurry, hurry, my children, please hurry. Hurry, hurry, my children, please hurry. We've been so betrayed. We've been so terribly betrayed. Are we all here? Welcome to another edition of the podcast. I am D'Artagnan, and today we travel back into the School of Wonder, everyone's favorite classroom where we study and learn from the work and wisdom of the greatest magician I believe who ever lived, which is one Tommy Wonder. Now, a while back on my email list, I sent out an email where I solicited questions from people. Sort of uh, what you were working on at the time, if you were having any sort of problems with your routines or your presentations. You could just freely ask questions and I would respond to each and every one of them and try to give you the the best sort of advice I could get. And in three separate cases, I got a, a very similar question. and I referred these individuals to the works of Tommy Wonder and specifically to the Books of Wonder number two under the heading Face the Music where Tommy goes into talking about various non-ideal conditions and how to perform under those conditions and one of the things he talks about has to do with noise. And He gives a few different ideas to how to combat noise and the question I was asked in particular was in all three cases pertain to silent performing. And Tommy has a lot to say sort of about the pros and cons behind silent performing, which I do concur and agree with. And when you're street performing, there's almost never no noise, of course. You're outside. There's always a din of background noise. In some pitches that you perform at, there's uh, an enormous amount more noise, perhaps. Like you think of uh, Jackson Square in front of the church. You have bands playing on either side of you no matter when you're performing there. Broadway in Nashville, which has built up over the years since I've been traveling to there, uh, there's a lot more bars and uh, restaurants, blaring music out in the, the, you know, the noise ordinance are never enforced, and so you get this, what what started off when I first started going there is like a, you know, a decent amount of noise that you could sort of deal with, with a more sparsely spread out number of bars has now become this, like, just uh, incredible cacophony, and so they just blare the music, and you can't, even with an amplifier, it wouldn't make a difference, because you're, you're going to have to, you're just going to get lost in that background, so I've taken other measures in different cities to sort of combat that, uh, but one of the ways people have thought about and and there are people out there who do this as they perform silently and under the face the music heading eventually tommy comes to uh, what he calls the subheading of silent close-up magic and he says yet another solution that comes to mind when considering close-up performance in a noisy environment is to work silently employing effects suitable for pantomimed presentation In estimating the worth of this possibility, we must keep before us what it is about close-up magic that makes it so special. And he says, the power of close-up magic is, I feel, the intimate circumstances in which it happens. Circumstances where very direct communication is possible. The audience is a part of it, experiences it. People are not simply spectators for the magic. With silent performance, this communication is to a great extent lost. Now the magic becomes something to watch, much like you would watch a stage performance. Indeed, it becomes a sort of a mini stage show. Afterward, people would remark that they saw good magic instead of saying, we met this very interesting man. It is a different experience. He goes, I believe the real power of close-up magic lies in giving the audience the feeling of having met you, having been part of the magical happenings. This is what makes close-up magic special, what sets it apart from other forms of performance. He goes on to say, with silent presentations, the contact between you and your audience is nowhere near as strong as when you are conversing. Nevertheless, to some magicians, this may feel acceptable. But how is it perceived by the audience? He says, by working close-up magic silently, I feel one denigrates oneself from an interesting human being. To some weird itinerant uh, Phenomenon A harlequin who performs Some little tricks To me the whole idea is Unappealing and distasteful So Tommy's personal thing is like He doesn't like silent performing He thinks it denigrates Because it Removes it into more of a Spectator uh, experience Than a involvement Experience and then you're not Getting as much of the human connection between the magician and the audience it's more of a you're doing magic at them which of course we've talked about many times on this show is something to be avoided he goes on to say of course if you don't feel as repulsed as i do by this scenario you may still wish to perform close-up magic silently the only problem with this is that you not only diminish your own work but more importantly you discredit magic I hope you've enjoyed this teaser of Magic from Wherever I'm At. To listen to this entire episode and the entire series of more than 150 other episodes, go over to magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast. That's magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast. Tired of being a trickster, are you not?